All right. Let's get this out of the way first. The thoughts, views, and opinions expressed on Tailboard Talks Firefighter Podcast are solely those of the speakers, guests, and hosts, and do not in any way represent the thoughts or views or opinions of any other employer, partnership, or sponsor. The material and information in this podcast is for general information purposes only and should be used at the listener's discretion. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Tailboard Talks, a fourth shift firefighter podcast. I'm your host, Chris, and today we're kicking off the most least, the least Christmassy Christmas episode ever, and just purely because of the weather. It's so funny how much weather can affect what's going on, but there's no snow here in the Midwest, uh, specifically just outside of Chicago. There's no snow. There's 40 degree temperatures, a little bit of rain. Today is actually like 30 degree and windy. Bummer of a Christmas weather. However, it does still feel somewhat Christmassy, I'd say, because of the kids. If it wasn't for the kids, this would not feel very Christmassy at all. But we have our obligatory seven trees up in our house that Katie loves. We have stuff crammed in the crawl space that we have to wrap the night before. And there are uh, almost a daily fight on how many cookies and marshmallows the kids will eat. So, Merry Christmas. It's coming up. And today's episode, I really struggled with getting a topic to you for. In fact... I just recorded an episode, like a rough draft episode, and um, in the midst of doing it, got an idea. And today we're talking about the ghosts of Firefighter Christmas, which just like a Christmas carol with old Ebenezer Scrooge is past, present, and what they call is yet to come. Ah, jeez, that's the wrong button. Yet to come. Um, if you guys aren't familiar with a Christmas carol, that's the story about Scrooge. It's a lot like when people think of Willy Wonka. The actual name of the movie is Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Willy Wonka is just a character. So um, the story of Scrooge is actually a Christmas carol. I'm not rambling. I'm just giving context, okay? And it is a Christmas carol recounts the story of Ebenezer Scrooge, an elderly, elderly miser who is visited by the ghost of his former business partner, Jacob Marley, and the spirits of Christmas past, present, and yet to come. After the visit, Scrooge is transformed to a kinder, kinder, gentler man. A Christmas carol. Well... Safe to say, there's a bunch of Scrooges in the fire service. I'm one of them from time to time, but we can all learn something from revisiting the past, present, and the future. So I have just a few notes to talk about here. Literally four lines on my notes right here to talk about. Quick episode, hopefully leave you some good stuff. But it's that time of year. It's that time of year when you start looking back, reflecting, thinking about all the people you hate that have scorned you, and recounting all the ways that you're going to pay them back. Right? I mean, tell me I'm lying. That's what we kind of tend to do in the fire station. Now, some people take it to the extreme. We all know the person who has a story about everyone. No matter who you bring up or who you talk about, this person's been screwed over by someone. If you talk about so-and-so, oh, you should, the one time they did this to me, the next person, that tends they got a list of perceived slights in their ledger. And after a while, you just want to be like, dude, you have a problem with every person on this department. But then it clicks. Eventually, you will be a story in their ledger also. Because guess what? Might be that they're the problem. Anyways. Uh, but yeah, there's conflict all around. Small departments, big departments, medium-sized departments, combination departments, whatever. It's, there's conflict. And you're going to not like people. You're not, you're not going to go along with everyone. That was a, a title of an episode I did with Kurt a while ago. Side note. I will save that to the end. It's about... Kurt's episode last week. We'll save it to the end. More poopy diaper talk. Um, but Christmas is a great time to reflect because quite truthfully, just like the rest of society, there is a gap and a little bit of a lull in like the two weeks 
of Christmas and then the week between that and New Year's, and we can take advantage of that too. Target safety is pretty much done. ISO clause is coming next year to doing a little audit and see how good you guys are doing. But, you know, projects are pretty much ended. The budget's submitted. We're in kind of a pause, a holding pattern for the next couple of weeks. And so it's a great time to reflect and to do a couple of things. Now, the first point I have down here is the past. That's the first ghost that visits old Scrooge in that story, right? So you look in the past. And what I wrote down here is Christmas is a perfect excuse to try not hating someone so much. Makes sense, right? Um, because that's all you got to do is just hate them less much or hate them not as much. I don't want you to be friends with them. We've already tried that. It didn't work out so great. Maybe in another 10 years. But here's the thing. If you actively hate someone or actively talk about someone frequently or bring them up, they're living in your head. And if they're a constant talking point for you, that means that they're constantly in your head. If you are purposeful about, you know what, I still don't like the person, but I'm just not going to talk about them today. And you'll have the thought, but you'll be like, nah, I'm just not going to bring it up. And then just the way the conversations go in the firehouse, you latch onto a different idea, start talking about that. Over time, you start verbalizing them less and less, and you start naturally thinking about them less and less. And that means that if you don't think about them, they're out of your head. And then it's almost like an out of sight, out of mind thing. Stop putting them in your mind and they'll be out of sight and out of mind. And then they won't be an issue. Now you'll see them from time to time. You'll be like, oh, that's right. I do hate that person. Like when the dog walks by and, and has a meltdown for no reason. Like, I remembered I hate you. But uh, yeah, try in the next couple of weeks hating someone less. Or at least not being so vocal about your hate of them in the next few weeks. And just see what it does. You might find that also it helps your relationships with others because they're probably tired of hearing you talk about it too. They've heard it. They know how that person screwed you over or how you believe they screwed you over, whether based in fact or not. They got it. They heard the story. They know that you got another one in the tank. It's really got to hear one. But try at least not being so verbal about how you hate how much you hate someone in the next few weeks and see what it does. Okay. Um, there's also the part of it of like time really does heal all wounds except for these crazy eyes. Time really does heal all wounds. And there's a chance that if you do successfully stop talking about someone and you do kind of more or less forget about them, by the time you see him again, maybe you, the edge is worn off and you're like, I know I didn't like him. I can't remember exactly why. Maybe that means it doesn't matter so much. That always has a potential happening. We all get caught in a bad day where very, very innocuous things that don't really matter matter a lot on that particular Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, and we carry that grudge. And when you look at it out of context and with a little bit of time and distance between you, a little more perspective gained, you know, maybe it wasn't so bad. I'm not going to admit fault. Let's not get silly here. I'm not admitting fault. I'm just going to let it slide. And maybe we can just kind of not hate each other outwardly, right? Um, but that's it. That's the first one. That's past. So as you think back of all the people you hate, try to hate them a little bit less in the next two weeks. <laughs> this is really profound stuff. Um, part two. This is the present, okay? And this is a lesson I learned early on because there was a couple old guys who had a pretty big disagreement, pretty big dispute. Um, and they avoid each other. When they were around each other, it was always conflict. They could not not fight with each other if they saw each other. They were like those two dogs. But it was around Christmas time. And let's say person A and B were fighting person B's family came by person A went out of their way 
to go talk to the kids and tell the kids and tell the family how great of a fireman person B was and tell them stories and get them helmets and get them cookies and just show them how much they loved person B. And uh, after the family left, I was like, what is going on in the twilight zone here? Do you still, do you not like this person? He's like, oh, I can't stand him. He goes, but in his family's eyes, he's a hero. He is the firefighter. He's the guy in the news. He's the guy in the superhero comic books and movies. I'm not going to be the one to ruin that. If he wants to ruin that by being himself, go for it. But I'm going to let the, the family know how, how wonderful he is. And he's the best firefighter on the fire department right now. Now, person B was grateful of that. They recognized it. They appreciated it. They even said thank you for it. Like it actually said, thanks for doing that. That did not absolve their conflict. Literally, as soon as the door shut, they're right back at each other's throats. But that was a very, very valuable lesson that I took with me. Um, no matter how much you don't like someone, in the present, if you get an opportunity to, follow the old golden rule. If you got nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. If you feel compelled to say something, no matter how much you don't like the person or how much you're lying through your teeth, if the topic comes up about them and their character and their personality, I would... I feel comfortable telling you to lie. <laughs> Put it out there. Tell the family, tell the kids how wonderful they are. Maybe that is the band-aid you guys need to make a bridge out of, right? But if nothing else, it's a good deed. It's a holiday miracle that you're able to lie through your teeth like that and not throw up all over the place. But that's our job in that moment. Don't ruin it for that family, okay? So that's the present one. Take the time, take the initiative, and be open to being a better person, I guess you could call it, a less scornful person, a happier person. I'm focusing a lot on like, if you're a piece of crap, how to be better. But what if you're a good person already? Take the time and say yes. Say yes to the parties. Say yes to um, you know crew gifts. Say yes to helping out, organizing something. This is a great time, and Christmas is a great excuse to um, you know, be cheesy, fall into the Christmas spirit a little bit and maybe extend yourself in ways that you wouldn't typically do because you're guarding yourself or whatever. Everybody was a kid once. Everybody loved Christmas at some time. I feel like the Christmas spirit and the couple weeks surrounding it are more of a safe space for putting yourself out there than before. I feel like that because there's a shared understanding of the quote unquote magic and the spirit of the holiday. And you're not going to do it on a random Tuesday. You're not going to extend yourself and be like, I want to plan a party with you. Like, that's kind of weird. But if someone's throwing the department Christmas party, you can say like, you know what? I want to get involved and help out because I like seeing kids happy and I think the family deserve it. I think that's a great, a great excuse to be a good person. So if you're struggling with that, if your ego is protecting you, if you're nervous about reentering the department, if you kind of screwed some people over, if you don't have the best name, I would say that if you're going to pick any time of year to get involved and be vulnerable and put yourself out there just a little bit, Christmas might be a good time to do it. So give it a shot. Now let's go towards the future. Third ghost is showing up for old Marley of, no, of Marley to Scrooge. The future, the scary part, right? Oh, I should have wrote down this saying. I can't remember it off the top of my head, but they say that something anxiety is about the future and regrets in the past. I don't know. But um, basically, they're saying the future is scary. The fear, the, the fear of the unknown and the potential of the unknown scares the crap out of us as firefighters because we like to control things. We like to be in control. We like to dictate how stuff goes. We like to truly direct 
other people's future. Um, and so when there's a little bit of guesswork to do in the future and it's not quite clear, that's mucho scary. Here's a little trick I've used um, when things got gross. Use it a lot in the past few years. Use it during very small, acute, difficult times and also larger, more drawn out, difficult times. I've suggested to people with injuries, sicknesses, and going through difficult family situations. Think past the problem. Think in time what... At a time, once this problem is going to be resolved, think months past that and just know that things are going to be different. Now, let's take a really fundamental example of you hurting your shoulder, okay, and you get diagnosed with a tear, and they say it's going to be a year. You'll, you're going to be off work for a year, surgery, rehab, blah, blah, blah. It's going to be very difficult in those months to be like, just trust the process, blah, 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 do all this rehab, this hurts a lot, but it's going to be better eventually. You can play that game with yourself. But sometimes it'll get overwhelming. You know, you'll feel kind of in despair. What I've instructed people to do is like think a year and a half from now. Visualize yourself in it. A year and a half from now, your shoulder's going to be all better. You'll have been back to work for up to four or six months. You'll be in summer vacation. You'll be taking camping trips. You'll be doing bike rides. You'll be on the boat. Whatever you typically do, you're going to be back to it. So the situation you feel now that's very depressing and very stressful and very dire that will end. That has a shelf life on it. Think past that end date and think what your life is going to be like then. You know, I've suggested this with people going through family stuff too. Like, yeah, I can, I can see it's very tough for you right now. Just think how different this is going to be in five years. In five years, this is all going to be ironed out. All the wrinkles will be ironed out. You'll be in the system. The kids will be older. Your situation will be different. You'll have both started moving on. Um, you know, if this is like a relationship issue, think past the problem. I mean, this can even go towards shift to shift too, right? If you're on a string and you're going on your 11th call and it's nine o'clock at night, man, by seven in the morning, you're done. You can only run so many more calls. You can only run 11 more calls in the day. So just let's run them and get out of the way. Think past the problem. Think past the thing that you're struggling with. It's a good way to gain perspective. Uh, it's a good way to have something to look forward to. It's something I've used a lot. Like I said, I've used it a lot. I've suggested people use it a lot, but that's how we can get past a lot of the anxiety and kind of the storm in our head of thinking of all these different possibilities that go on during the problem. Think past it. Create the future past it, and that can get you a lot of relief because a lot of times, once that problem is resolved, it's resolved. Very seldom does that problem resolve itself and then flare back up again. Like anything that big that you're stressing about resolves and it's all done right? And thinking past it gives us the opportunity to think of the time when it's all done. And it's just such a relief for certain situations. So how about that? Are we a, what should I, what was it called? Are we a uh, kinder, gentler man? No. But do we have some ideas of the past, present, and future to get through the holiday season? Maybe. I don't know. Go back and listen if you want to. Now, side note on the poopy diaper thing. I was listening back to the episode to create some clips and I was like, how in the world do I get confused with the onesie while getting them dressed? Why would I ever do that? Why would I ever get them dressed, forget to button the onesie, pull up their pants and have to undo that? And then I remembered that never happened while getting them dressed. It happened every single time when there's a poopy diaper. Because here's the thing, you get them dressed, layer one complete, layer two complete, you're out of there. When they got a poopy diaper, lay them down, halfway peel back layer one. So you unbutton the onesie, yank it up to their neck. So 
it's out of the way because it's going to be a mess. Change the diaper. Diaper goes back on. Onesie's way over here by the head, even though they're only two and a half feet long. It's a galaxy away. Change the diaper. Pants go back up. Stand the kid up. And the onesie's undone. That's where I got messed up on the onesie. So then you have to lay them back down again, reverse the process, complete the process, complete the process again. Really awesome times in the old struggle to be a dad. But that's what I was thinking of. That's definitely something that I did a lot, but I just could not think of it. And I wanted to bring that back up because these are the details that matter. When you mess up a onesie with a poopy diaper versus getting them dressed so you don't feel like a complete idiot are the details that matter in our lives. And I just want to get that across to you guys. All right. Thank you so much for hanging out. The next episode will be about the New Year's resolution stuff, the goofy fitness stuff, the things you can look forward to. Um, and I won't talk to you guys on this podcast until after Christmas. So Merry Christmas. I hope you guys have an amazing holiday. Quiet shifts. Hopefully I just jinx it for you. You're running like crazy. Um, some good food. Eat the pie. Have a good time, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Be a four-shift firefighter.